0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. The Giants have always been at the forefront when it comes to diversity in baseball. The current staff is a shining example of that on many fronts, but especially on the field where Alyssa Nacken has become a national trailblazer. Coach Nacken talks about the movement of women in baseball and her own personal journey to become one of the faces of that movement. Last year for you, I'm sure, was just overwhelming, such a splash. You made news everywhere. You've made no bones about the fact that at times you've not been the most comfortable with all of of the attention. Um, This year, how does your role evolve from there?
1: mm Yeah. So my role, I think overall, just on the baseball side, on the front on the baseball front we're this is like year two of our staff being all together, you know? So last year, our whole staff was, was new and we were all kind of learning the ropes of how to work with one another and best workflow and, and all of that. So coming into year two, I just feel like we took the momentum from the end of 2020 and carried it straight into 2021. So you know, my role has just expanded in all areas, really, um, just from in-game with how I work with our hitting coaches and get our pinch hitters ready to, you know, the the work with our outfielders and our running game. I got a lot of reps at first, like coaching first base during spring training and, you know, just learning more about the game and how CAP really wants us to emphasize certain areas of our game and what our game strategy is. So, you know, I think overall, like, it's been really awesome to see all all of us coaches sort of evolve and to continue to build the relationships with the players and just get into a really good rhythm and stay there.
0: Are you already hearing stories from out and about of, of what your story led to? In other words, what, what kind of doors do you feel your story has opened up uh, for, for others, possibilities for other young ladies who might be interested and following your path.
1: I was having a conversation with a couple of players on um, The last day of spring training uh, in the lunchroom. And we were just talking and, and they were saying, you know, like, Mac, do you realize that. Now girls can see that they can coach at the major league level. Huh. And they've never been able to see that before. And I was like, Whoa, I said, yeah, and thank you for saying that because I think it's so true. Like growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't even know I coaching at the major league level was a possibility for me until till Cap offered me the job. Like right. it took that up until like that minute and and it's because I just didn't see it. And so I like kind of like two part answer to this. I think one, like, okay, this is awesome because young girls can see, oh yeah, you can, you can coach at the major league level or professional sports level of any, of any uh, male professional sport, you know, Becky Hammond's doing big things in the NBA. So I think it's incredible that girls can see that because it allows them to start to think about their path to get them to that point. But I also think it's really cool because you can be inspired and think, oh, okay, wow, yeah, I don't need to see something in order to be it. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to be in sports, doesn't like sports, whatever, like, it's now kind of cool. Like, you can really understand, like, oh, even if I don't see it or this job description or this job title doesn't show up on LinkedIn, like, I can sort of create my own destiny to some degree, right? Like, I can. I can factor in everything that's important to me and what I value in a career and start to just paint my own path and go outside of the box. So I, I do think and I hope that this story does inspire a few people to think think along those lines too.
0: Well, and, and we always talk about, you know, how it opens up the minds of those watching you who may want to do the same. I think it also opens up the minds of the people who have been in power for years and they start to go, Hey, you know what? We, 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 we got, it's time for us to get on the bus too. And so there's this growing community of, of women in baseball. You see what happened with Kim in, in in Miami, for example, and, and beyond. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wonder what your relationship is uh, with, with that community. Yeah,
1: I think it's, You know, I've always thought it's been silly that for so long and in so many industries, people are basically only looking at 50% of the population as potential candidates to make big changes and drive a company forward. So the fact that people's eyes are now open, like, oh yeah, there's a whole other side of the population we need to be looking at if we really want to have a competitive advantage in whatever industry that we're in. And so I think, you know, it is inspiring to see... So many women, like 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 Kim and Bianca Smith with the Red Sox, and just all these women that are starting to continue to pave the path and push down doors and, and break some barriers to to just continue to move up in this game. And I think what what executive leaders and, and owners are, are seeing and realizing is that this concept of diversity of thought is really very highly important when it comes to pushing an, an organization forward. You know, I think that the more, the more unique voices you can have in a room and the, like, the ability to challenge each other's perspective respectfully like really makes you level up. And I think people are realizing that. They can put, a, put aside their, their own egos at times and like come into a room where there's going to be somebody that doesn't look like them challenging how they see something and that it's not easy at first to hear that. But I think what we're seeing across the game is just how important and how big of strides an organization can take when, when perspectives are challenged and people are trying to move a needle forward.
0: It's such a strength and it has connected, I think, with the, the public at large. And so I wonder uh, what you're expecting to encounter uh, when fans return to the stands this year. And, and as you're out there getting ready for a game, you know that the, I mean, you've, as you've stated, used to happen with you when you were in high school, you've inspired a lot of people. And so uh, I know those fans are going to have a reaction. What do you What do you expect there? What do you think that's going to be like?
1: <laughs> I, I think it's going to be great because, I'm really hoping my family will be in the stands and (laughs) I haven't seen them in a long time. I think the last time they saw a game was spring training 2020. So that in and of itself is going to be a pretty miraculous moment. I think, you know, just to see them up there and, and uh, at Oracle park, that's going to be a really cool moment, but overall, you know, I think having fans back is so important for like us as as a team and for the game and it's been just great to have so many people mm-hmm. in the stands, like in Seattle and here in San Diego. And I think like it allows us to just feel so much more gratitude and, you know, appreciation for the ability to come out here and, and play this game and to be able to share it with fans. So awesome and important. And I think, you know, I've, I've gotten like overwhelmingly positive love from a lot of people just over the last year and a half and it's all been virtual or you know through fan mail and now to actually like come face to face with people or you know throw them a ball or something like it's gonna be cool because again like I was in that I was in the bleachers, like looking for a home run ball or for a ball to get thrown over the fence. And (laughs) I'm just I think we're all we're really excited to get back home and um, play in front of, you know, a couple thousand fans at Oracle Park.
0: Uh, You can be for someone uh, what that random Phillies guy was for you way back when. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly exactly yeah I'll be just like the random Giants girl for somebody else
0: yeah something tells me they may remember that a little differently but uh we'll, we'll see you never know um, Alyssa can you can you share the story of the Nike women's jersey and your involvement
1: <laughs> yeah I can so you know obviously um female in a baseball uniform hadn't really been done before so (laughs) nike and and i i don't i think it's nike and i think like fanatics maybe there's like another company that was involved in making the uniforms and they wanted to make a female version and it it took a couple tries to nail down a an appropriate uniform for me and like to start i don't really care what i wear or like Fashion or anything, so <laughs> like they were coming to me with all these questions about like fits and sleeves and and like inseams and like lengths. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> and they brought in, and again, this definitely wasn't Nike. It was whoever was making the uniforms, and they brought in the Dugout Store jersey the female one that's tiny yeah. <laughs> with sleeves that are a little bit small the the um like the lettering is tiny it just does not look like what the rest of the team is wearing and it was very apparent to me that they they just you know had never dressed a female before <laughs> in major league <laughs> baseball uh, so uh, i just really had to lay down like and, and sh- tell them the importance of hey like i don't want to look different out there i want to be comfortable so i think you know with the pants there's some things in baseball pants that a man may need that a female doesn't so you right. could probably get rid of that <laughs> and um then uh, <laughs> as far as as far as like the jersey top goes uh, my letters better be the exact same size as all of the players' letters. And the sleeves need to be big enough to hold our patches. And it was just, you know, it took some time to lock in what the uniform looks like. And I think now, I think I still wear the man's jersey top for the road because our San Francisco lettering is so wide. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the the home jersey and the spring training jersey are technically female versions. But in my opinion, you can't totally tell, which was my my goal from the start with them was like, I don't I already like have a ponytail. I don't need to look any different out there. So please make sure that my uniform looks the exact same. But, you know, just tighten up the pants a little.
0: I mean, forget this whole first female coach thing. How about uh, fashion icon, Alyssa Nacken?
1: <laughs> well, comfort is key, so right. that's all I need to promote <laughs> when it comes to fashion.
0: I mean, I bet you, you understand it now, and, and you get that this is, I don't know if you look at it as even a necessary evil, but the world wants to look at you and celebrate all of these firsts. It's like you did this, and you did that, <laughs> and you broke this barrier, And somehow we've got to blend that with the idea of you, you just want to, you just want to be one of the coaches and you just want to go do your job.
1: Yep, exactly. And that's, that's, what's so important. That's why, like, I mean, the players are awesome and so respectful of that. They're like, we're not going to treat you different. We're going to call you NAC. You're going to, you're going (laughs) to coach us. And that's it. Like, and it's been so, so like at, when I'm at the field or in the clubhouse in the dugout like I don't feel any different at all like I just I feel so comfortable and on it and then it's now like kind of stepping out of the stadium and you know doing some interviews and all that where I'm like oh yeah that's right I'm I am I am different this hasn't happened before so of course people want to hear about it but it's great because I come to work and like I just feel like a coach which is the greatest feeling in the world in my opinion
0: this might be a broad question but i want to ask you what has been surprising to you about this entire journey this entire story
1: hmm. um, let's see i think what's been really surprising is well i mean just like <laughs> the travel is really cool <laughs> Like <laughs> oh man just like the cities uh, the you know hotels don't suck that's for sure yep. so that stuff is like holy cow i just show up to my room and like my bags are there <laughs> you know <laughs> like that obviously like people know that happens at the big league level but like right. just to experience it it's like holy cow like I can carry my own bag up there, but I mean it's still cool that it shows up but no, I think what's been what's been surprising is is how from day one of last year, I've felt like I've only been myself every single day. There hasn't been a day where I've shown up and tried to, or felt like I needed to try to be somebody else, and I remember before spring training last year just thinking like. Oh my, And I was overthinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, am I going to fit in? How am I going to earn the respect? Blah, 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 you know, like all that stuff. And then I just showed up day one. And since then, I feel so comfortable here and and with the players and the staff. And, you know, it's just I take everything step by step. I try not to look at the full play and just, like, go, like, step by step. And it just it makes it for a really, like, fulfilling day each day. And the fact that I can just show up and be Alyssa Natkin is um, – it's a really <laughs> awesome feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then maybe on the flip side a little bit, what, what is still frustrating? And I don't want to put that word in your mouth, but obviously this is, uh, this is not a completed uh, story, the, the efforts that are, that are being made. What, what still needs to be done in your opinion?
1: I think we kind of touched on it, right? Like I I I understand it's important to highlight like female coaches and like, you know, breaking barriers and all of that and telling these stories. Like that is so important, but I really think it's important that we start to talk about these coaches who happen to be female like as coaches and to not put, you know, a spotlight on them all the time and I think, you know, it's – I th- and that's that's not frustrating. Like, that's where I go back and forth. So, I'm like, okay, yeah, these stories need to be told. These need to be highlighted so people can see it. But then there are some days where it just feels like a little bit like, oh, like, girl power. Let's, like, do this, which is also great. But there are days where it's like just – I'm a coach. We are coaches. Like, in baseball, we happen to be female, but we're we're going to work. So – I don't know. I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but sometimes, (laughs) honestly, that's how I feel. It's like, hey, let's just like just let me me go to work and do my job and let's let's talk baseball. You know? Um, I don't want to, like, I'm excited for the day where coaches that are female are doing, you know, winning huge games and doing big things in the game and instead of the female coach it's just the coach did this you know so that'll be cool we'll get there eventually but i think you
0: know in some areas we're a little behind still for sure and 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 i'm sure that comes from strength in numbers and uh and that's coming i mean it sounds like you guys have already outgrown the uh the women's locker room in the new scottsdale facility because of some new sure additions has. with baseball ops, right? Amy Agran, the uh, uh, biomechanist, and and Rohana Pacheco in analytics. What what does that yep. mean to you to see those additions to the team?
1: Oh, it's awesome! Like we have full on ladies' lounge, and it's great. <laughs> like I don't yes. I'm not just like by myself. And so, um, you know, I think I think that's great. And their backgrounds are just. Spectacular. And Rohana, she's working, she's here right now too. And um, she came from the Padres. So I'm sitting here in, in uh, Petco Park right now. So it's really cool to see her like go back to and say hi to all the, the Padres players and the staff. And, you know, I think it's, it's just really neat that there's a lot you're starting to see females on ev- like in every single travel party with a team and, uh, you know, just last year was the first year that MLB mandated proper, um, like, women's facilities in the clubhouse, and it's crazy to me that it took until 2020 to have a space dedicated for f- females to change and shower in private. But <laughs> we're here, and um, so yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, we have we have a spot where we can <laughs> get ready, <laughs> and uh, which has never really happened before, but. No, I think it's awesome to see how like all variety of females like coming into the Giants organization in different roles and just really like again like we we feel like we're part of the team and then sometimes we're like oh yeah we're the only girls here that's kind of cool.
0: Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds and USA 5G experience report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Renelle Brooks-Moon means many things to all Giants fans, having been the voice of the ballpark for over 20 years. But she's now becoming the voice of so much more as she advocates for diversity and speaks for so many who don't have the platform she has. It has been quite a year, quite a couple of years in terms of progress, especially for females in baseball. How are you currently feeling uh, about the progress that's been made? Well,
2: what a year for women, not only in baseball, but in sports in general, like these last couple of years, you know, in, in the NHL, the NFL, and, you know, more women in the front office, more more women coaches, and uh, more, um, um, well, we've got more women on, on the microphone now uh, as well. Um, it's just been remarkable. And for me, Mark, you know, this is my 22nd season. And, you know, on the one hand, I'm super thrilled. And super excited but then on the other hand i'm like you know it's why is it taking so long right but i also understand that change is difficult for for people and change is very slow but i i mean like i said these last couple of years have been phenomenal for women in sports and to see what's happening in baseball is is, is super encouraging and when you see when women see other successful women it it emboldens women you know, not just not just grown women, you know, because I'm inspired by everything that I see in terms of progress. But what for me, what's most important is that it shows young girls and young women what's possible for them, because I didn't have any of these possibilities when I was a little girl. What I wouldn't have wouldn't have done to be able to have seen a female PA announcer or a female coach. Right. It would have changed my whole trajectory in life, you know, but none of this was possible for me when I was little. So it's just so inspiring. It inspires inspires me every day, and it also keeps me motivated because, you know, I have been frustrated throughout my career, not just with the Giants, but in radio. Mark, I feel like I've been fighting my entire professional career, and I have. I've been fighting for women. I've been fighting for people of color because look at me in two of the most white male-dominated industries there are, you know, radio since 1985 and then baseball in 2000. So I... And I've always felt that having this position, it comes with a responsibility. I have to speak out. I have to speak up, and and I have to be there for other women that are you know coming after me. It's you know it's it comes it comes with the territory for me. It's my responsibility. But I'm so elated to see what is happening. And now I tell all the girls that I mentor, we got to keep our foot on the gas.
0: We got to keep going. Well, look at what you've helped create, and I hope you realize you have. I mean, Adrian Roberson. Just announced as the PA announcer with Baltimore, four women in this role now when you add in Marisol Castro with the Mets, across the bay, Amelia Schimmel with the A's. I I, I really want to hear you honestly say how this makes you feel to see this group grow knowing you were the first. Well,
2: I wasn't the first. I got to shout out Sherry Davis. who did The last
0: seven seasons with Candlestick.
2: She, She was the first. She broke the door down for all of us. Then I also have to shout out Leslie Sterling, who did two seasons in Boston that I just found out about this year. Huh. Um, the first African-American woman. Yeah, Leslie Sterling is her name. She did two seasons in the 90, late 90s uh, for the Red Sox. And somebody on Twitter just sent me an article that had been written about her in 2017. So I was irritated that I didn't know that and that she didn't <laughs> get the, rec- the recognition that she deserved, you know, because I would have loved to have called her in, in 2000 when I started you know, to find out what her experiences were. And she's in Boston. Let's be clear about that. Right. So the, <laughs> the, the hate that came her way, you know, uh, I would have loved, and I'm still trying to uh, connect with her because I really want to talk to her about her experiences. So I want to acknowledge those two that came before me. Um, uh, but these young women I often say, uh, I've often said that Amelia, who uh, we became really close last season when she um, was the interim PA for our beloved, uh, you know, Dick Callahan, may he rest in peace. And I just reached out to her and I was like, I'm here if you need me. And we've had conversations and we text and I'm calling my baseball daughter and, um, you know, just um, really trying to be there for her. And, and MediSol and I have been super close since the year she got hired in 2018. We, we met and we've, stayed super close and actually got to see her in person uh, right before lockdown, November of uh, 2019. My husband and I were in New York and we had coffee together. And, but the coolest thing was yesterday, yesterday all four of us had this great tech chain going. And I was like, I never imagined this in 2000 that, you know, I'm texting with my three other PA sisters and we were congratulating Adrian that she got her first win on the mic and, and Amelia was like, Well yeah, if she had to get her first if we if the A streak had to end, I'm glad it was Adrian and then all Oriol, right? right. right. And, <laughs> and we were all just and we're in such a, a specific club and nobody knows our experiences except the four of us. And now I have, you know, three sisters that I can that I can, you know, that that we can support each other because nobody knows this experience if you don't do it. And when Maddie Saul and I were together in November, we were like an old married couple. We were finish, finishing each other's sentences because our experiences <laughs> are so similar. Right. You know, cause, and it's still hard. I mean, yeah, there's four of us, but don't think it's gotten any easier for women, you know, in this position. Um so I just I'm just thrilled to have have these connections and and have this support and it's so important for women to support other women because I haven't always had that in my career and I've never understood that we especially women of color have so much to battle against we can't be battling each other so
0: their support is everything well well said women supporting women and, and did I see you got a little gift from Amelia at at a recent home game that sweet baseball daughter of mine <laughs> Right? Bless
2: her heart. I mean, so you know, our crews work both the Coliseum and Oral Park. So, via one of our uh, editors, Amelia sent a big uh, gift bag of C's candies for me with a lovely, lovely note thanking me for everything. And uh, you know, see, I mean, that's just a That's what women do for each other. You know, dudes don't do that. No offense,
0: Mark, but yeah. <laughs> you know, <I'm> <laughs> I haven't been to seize candy I in a while. I'll, I'll admit that to you right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what women do for each other. But it was really, really sweet. And then, of course, I texted her, and we were texting all night, and you know, talking about the A's, and you know, talking about our experiences, and everything. But I thought that was really, really sweet of her. And I said, "Do you mind if I post this? Because people need to know that our teams may be crosstown rivals, but we are not, and we are here for each other, and we're here for all of it."
0: Well, and speaking of the teams, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on on the team you you represent and their role here. The Giants have been. I would say one of the trailblazing organizations on this subject through baseball with you and, and a listen coaching many in the front office as well. How, how does it make you feel to represent this particular brand?
2: Well, you know, as I say, it's, it's, a, it's always been an honor. And it's a huge responsibility. And as you know, this is my childhood team. So it's always been an honor to, to represent the orange and black, having grown up going to candlestick park and, um, you know and then having this opportunity to be, to be the voice of this team and 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 then it's it's uh, it's afforded me all of these other opportunities to be um, an advocate in in different ways in in the community and um, which I'm really appreciative of but um so there's still obviously a lot of work to be done um and quite frankly Mark I've been I, like I said my entire career I've been I've been having these uncomfortable conversations they're not uncomfortable for me they're <laughs> uncomfortable for management right mm-hmm. but it's something that I've always um tried to bring to the forefront there we need more diversity in the front office on the field um on the mic in in sports broadcast just in so many ways with the Giants and so I really feel like this past year, all the all the things that I've been trying to bring to the forefront are being acknowledged and being heard. That being said, we still need to see more, more action, more you know tangible um, uh, responses to to the great needs that I think we still face in our organization. And shout out to Alyssa who's just been amazing and so super proud of her. Um, but you know, there's still very few employees of color in the front office. And that's something that I will continue to fight for. And also want to give a shout out to uh, to Randy Wynn, who's now on the Giant Community Fund, um, which has established a new racial justice task force. So I, I'm so grateful for that. I mean, you know, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of action that we need to see. And that's what I'm going to continue to fight for.
0: Yeah, no, we're we're not there yet. That's obvious. And, and so many have, have called for more diverse voices in the room and and while we're not there yet as you just detailed it 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 is moving it's going in in a good direction i wonder if you feel like we're seeing the fruits of that yet um you know what what are the most important kind of key next steps to continue the progress with diversity equity inclusion everything yeah well
2: like i said i mean they're they're there needs to be, there needs to be action. I mean, I appreciate, you know, that we have black lives matter on the scoreboard. I appreciate that we have the flag flying. I appreciate that Larry bear has been very open with me and we've, we've had, we are having continuing conversations um, about that, about what are the next steps. And um, some of the things, you know, that I I would like to see is I would like to see more, more outreach uh, from the front office and, from the players especially well, obviously when we open up a little bit more because the the organization has to get out into the community to make change i would like to see us have some town halls with and not just the black community the you know all communities yes. of color what how can we be better so i'd like to i'd like to see more town halls i mean i've done several in the last year um and in fact i just recently did a a dei webinar for the hotel council of san francisco i've do the presentation for the Bayview Alliance. So I'm, I'm doing all I can and using my voice, as I've done my entire career, um, for those that don't have a voice. So I hope to see more outreach when that happens. And that means, you know, volunteering in communities of color. That means opening up opportunities in uh, communities of color in terms of, like, internships in the front office. You know, I, I know uh, when I spoke to the Bayview Alliance, most of them didn't even know the Giants had an internship program. So there needs to be more <clears throat> awareness on the Giants' part about, about getting into the communities of color and opening up more opportunities, internships in the front office, more, more uh, definitely more people of color in the front office. Um, <clears throat> and um, uh, just, um, you know, supporting, you know, businesses of color. You know, if you have an opportunity to, cater a lunch or something like, you know, but, and also I know for me, I know I'm like the only face that is seen in communities of color. And that's been, even since radio, I've just been involved with a lot of nonprofits over the years. And, but that it can't just be my face that they see, you know, and I'm hoping that um, with the baby Hunters point YMCA, we're one of the things we talked about last year, when I was able to highlight them for the giant race is getting kids from the Y to come to the ballpark. And, um, do uh, clinics with the coaching staff. And yes. so those are the kind of things that I need to see happening. Once we start opening up, there needs to be physical engagement. They need to hear from the communities of color um, on what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and what needs to happen. And it can't happen until, you know, we can talk on the phone and have zoom, you know, you know, till we're blue in the face, right. but real change is not going to come until we all get together in the same room and, and discuss what needs to happen and come up with, tangible, you know, solid ways to improve. I mean, I read the list of our interns every year at the end of the season. We give them a shout-out, have a home plate ceremony. And every year I'm like, there's very few interns of color. And so that's become my passion project, one of many that I have. But we just have to get in and and meet each other and talk about it and come up with strategies that are tangible in order to make change. And that's what I hope my legacy will be, Mark, that I helped create change Within the Giants and MLB, I'm working hard, brother. I'm working hard
0: I, on it. I, I, I can tell, and and you know what I was thinking as you're sitting there saying that that's not just good for the Giants, that's not just good for all communities. Uh, what you're talking about that that's good for baseball.
2: Totally good for baseball is you know, and baseball is America's favorite pastime. Baseball is a metaphor for life, and you know let's go absolutely it would just it would make everything better and i mean diversity makes everything better and why it is so hard to achieve is so frustrating
0: i feel that i feel that absolutely um this is kind of a broad question but i wonder I, i certainly wonder what you would say where where are we in the journey in your opinion how far have we come and and how far still do we need to go
2: yeah, well, I guess I, for me, I like I said, I feel like I've been fighting for the last 36 years since I be, you know, since I got into the workforce, um, and that and how slow change is. I think about last week and the Chauvin trial and and the verdict and, um, I, somebody I think somebody on social said, um, only in America can we watch a murder trial of somebody who was videotaped, you know, murder. I I forget. I forget. I'm sorry. I can't recall it. But for me, it was like, it was like, well, it it wasn't a celebratory day, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not, why are we celebrating something that should be just and right? You know what I mean? And, um, but I also think of my mom who's 95 and see what she has lived through in her lifetime. So for my mother, progress has been extraordinary in her lifetime, right? My mother grew up in the Jim Crow South, right? My mother's lived to see an African-American president. Uh, My mother lived to see justice finally being served, you know, in the murder of an unarmed black man. So for her, it's like extreme progress. But for me, I'm not going to lie, I'm hecka frustrated. I'm hecka frustrated. And it feels oftentimes, Mark, like this country is so divided. And it feels like, are we ever going to get there? because we have folks just fighting back on just basic humanity issues you know what i'm saying yep. and so for me it's like i just i i just i'm frustrated i'm not discouraged i will say that i felt a lot of hope last summer because young people really really took over in a way that uh, you know i've never really seen before and um and and they're going to ride this out so i'm hopeful about that but I'm also exhausted, man. I'm so tired because people don't understand that, you know, for Black Americans, every time this happens. And by the way, look at all the the murders we had happen at the yep. hands of police last week, as the yep. as this verdict was coming down. So it 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 is discouraging. It's exhausting. Our Black Employees Resource Group. We all we had a like an emergency meeting after the the verdict to you know support each other and and you know and talk it through and. And quite frankly, um, none of us had heard from any of our so-called allies within the organization. They were, you know, they were right there for us last summer, but we didn't hear from anybody. And I was like, well, are we really making progress or not? I mean, it was just cricket. And we were also hurt by that. By the way, there's only eight of us, let me just say that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then and we're supporting our AAPI community. We're actually going to have um, their ERG join our next meeting so we can – you know wrap our arms around them so it's just so frustrating so i mean it's just a long way to go and and, and like i said i'm just going to keep working i'm going to keep my put on the gas i'm going to you know continue to hold the giants accountable in response to everything that they said to me last year that they're going to do but yeah man it's it's exhausting and, and it's and it's frustrating
0: I bet. I bet. And, I, you know, I, I, I hope you know uh, how many people not only see the work, uh, but uh, but, but certainly uh, feel the impact. And, and by the way, to bring it back to the ballpark, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times, you know, going back to the opener. When I did a show that night after the game, I described the feeling of being at the ballpark because some of it's obvious. It's like, yeah, I got to go to a Giants game. Uh, but you you had a big big role in this. I felt like the feeling of being at the ballpark that day was one of the first times in the last five or six years where I felt like everybody there was on the same page. Everybody was nice to each other, and all of the stuff that so many of us have 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 been been dealing with and and trying to understand for those of us who come from a very privileged place um, that that was a wonderfully welcome experience. And I think you deserve a lot of credit for that.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I I agree. It it felt the same to me. And, you know, for like, for like those three or four hours, you know, I forgot about all the nonsense that's going on in the world. You know, I'm in the ballpark that I love. I'm on the mic for the team that I love. I'm with this fan base that I love so much. And I, I felt the same. And, you know, and like I was saying earlier, it just, it, it felt normal again. And, even though we couldn't all hug, you could still feel, you know, that, that connection from everybody. I, I feel exactly the same. It was, it was, a, it was an incredible day. It's a, it's a day I'll never forget. I, I, had, I had likened it to coming back, um, It's kind of similar to coming back after 9-11 in terms of the fact that baseball can heal us, you know, not in terms of the same, you know, emotional depth, although there was a lot of emotion, high emotion going on too, but it, it felt like a day of healing. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you
0: more. Uh Ronell, keep it up. keep keep up the fight and uh and thank you so much for this time and, and all of your words. They are they are very well received. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate all of your support. My peninsula
2: brother, Foster City in the house, what's happening. <laughs> but no, you all you've been so supportive and I really thank you. In fact you were the one that alerted me to Adrian's Hiring because I was trying to take a morning off, and then I saw your tweet. And I was like, "What?" And yeah. then it was on. So, so thank you for that, and you know, thank you for having my back and being and being a, a supporter of, of, of women and, and women in sports. I appreciate you so much.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family to make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week. Subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits.